my uh, publishers got in touch with me and said my mm. book, my Christmas book that's coming out, is going to mm. be reviewed mm. in uh, Saga magazine. <laughs> you have made it. I oh, feel no. I finally found my people. <laughs> Is that because you are saga age or because they feel like the book only has a listener a readership of that age? No, I'm sure, I think I reach out to all people. <laughs> you do. I what have I told you about that as well. <laughs> anyway, should we get on with it? Yes, please. <laughs> Welcome everyone to a hundred no uh, episode oh. one hundred and thirty-two. Yeah, this is a much of... better intro. Well done. Yeah, great. Uh, no, well, he's only saying that because we've re-recorded it because the first <laughs> intro I did was so catastrophically bad. Because cut it. because listeners, he doubted my brilliance at correctly getting what episode it is and had to check, and I was right. I think I keep thinking it's episode 130. It's one one ahead of wherever we are. I don't mm. know why I'm mm. in there. I'm just ahead of my time. Anyway, and uh, yes, this is Mid-Faith Crisis. My name's Nick Page. There is Joe Davis on my screen. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, here we are again. Yeah. Do you know what this is? This is our fourth anniversary. Yes, I, I went too early, didn't I, with the fourth Fourth anniversary celebrations. Yeah, I know. Stop Always it. Always your word. trouble. Yeah. But no, it's like we're going to talk about that later on in the in the show. But happy birthday to us. Four yeah. years. Extraordinary. Yeah. Four years we've been doing this. So yeah. how are you? Uh, well, I'm I'm not on holiday like you. Uh, That's true. But I'm, I'm in the middle of a busy week. I've literally uh, been on the go all day, swallowed dinner and come and sat up here so I can talk with you. On this weirdest of days of the week, a Monday. But I'm very well. We had a great weekend uh, celebrating Rachel's birthday with the family, which was lovely. And um, yeah, all is well. Great. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't like doing it this time. I'll be honest. I haven't had dinner yet. Haven't you? So, no. So you're going to be grouchier than normal. I know. Well, this is this is my second least favourite time of doing the, recording the podcast after the seven o'clock in the morning ones that you sometimes <laughs> yeah, insist on. <laughs> just, anyway, just dreadful. But you should be all zen-like and relaxed and happy. You've I'm got fairly a book relaxed. Coming actually. out. Yeah, yeah. What are you yeah. going to do this week? Well, we're going to Germany. Oh, of course, yeah. Mm, we yeah. are flying. We have That's taken the decision. Happening. We bought, bought the, um, Germany is only. Closed. Well, it's not closed, but it's only if you come from certain areas of Britain mm. you have to quarantine. Mm. The north, basically. Yeah, no, it's harsh, isn't it? Well, harsh on yeah, them, I not is- on you, but yeah. Mm. I assume it's to do with COVID and not just some kind of bias against, you know. Yeah, the north. The north. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. Anyway, but anyway, yeah, so we're going to Germany, so that'd be nice. Great. I, I, I'm sort of not trying to get too... Um, you know, ahead of myself, because I think it could all still fall to pieces very quickly. Who knows? Good. Mm. But anyway, anyway, yeah, mm. it'd be nice. And apart from that, I've been making a greenhouse. Have you? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Here we are. Which I'll talk about in a minute. OK, uh, anyway, all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the other thing that happened, very, very exciting, is yeah. that we had our annual parochial church meeting. Oh, that sounds So, important. you know, that yeah, you yeah. have to, in a- a- Anglican churches, it's their sort yeah. of one... 
I think it's a one chance for vicars to feel like Baptist ministers, really, oh, and, okay. and get a kicking normally. All oh, right, everybody. so it's like an AGM. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, although actually they don't really get a, a kick. Well, certainly ours didn't. But ours was all online, you see. Oh. So uh, it was very into. But it did allow me to vote with jazz hands, which was great because normally, <laughs> you know, if I was in the church and they just say hands up, but you just stick your hands up. But as you're online, you felt well, I could. I could big this up. So uh, I, every time we had a hand vote, I gave jazz hands. I thought you? that was, a, it was, it was okay. very exciting. I have you ever a raised a leg to vote? I <laughs> no, seem to recall I, I have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, Heady you've days. often li- lifted up holy legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. Hey, have you been out and about in the forest at all recently? Because the toadstools and mushrooms, I'm telling you, they're great. They are amazing. And well... They, they feature in an email later as well, which I'm very they do, excited yeah. about. So you're you're still alive, I see. So I am good. still alive because I only eat mushrooms. Yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, good. Okay, great. Well, how's the wellness going? Um, well, I it, I think okay because it was uh like I say, a weekend of celebrating Rachel's birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. who you know we should celebrate these things together, and we had the kids up, and that was completely enjoyable and we went out on walks and we saw lots of lovely things and uh, played games and all that stuff so that was yeah a very a very good thing so that was good for the wellness Mm, and mm. right in line with the whole spend as much time as possible in nature and there was a great sunset so that was good yeah Mm. how about you so, as you know, I've been scavenging yeah. the skips. And, uh, yeah, so I started making the greenhouse out of uh, recycled glass and, and windows. Yeah, so it's good fun. I really enjoy it because you yeah. you seem to kind of have a different part of your brain making stuff. It yeah. Ex- exercises a different part of your brain. It's still creative and it's still problem-solving, so it has all those yeah. things in it. But it's also very concentrated and you work with your hands. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Really I good. think that I think the whole making things in, you know, is a very good part of a wellness plan. I mean, in a far lesser way, I made Rachel a cake last week. But, you know, that even doing something simple like that is quite... It's good. It takes you out of yourself. It's good to make things for other people as well, because equally that takes you. Otherwise, I'm tend to prone to turn inward a bit and think about how miserable things are and how terrible it is. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Whereas when you're making yeah, something nice. that's a bit, you know, with love for someone else, it's all good. It, you know, who's blessed the most? Who knows? Well, very good. Yes, mm. I, I. Anyway, I did enjoy that, and it's been a while since I've sort of constructed. Well, really, back to the shed mm. was the last time I was constructing anything out of. Uh, skip discovered mm. material so mm. it's quite fun so is there going to be a book about greenhouses men and greenhouses now men and greenhouses no no because it's not that big it's only sort of like a half it's really a cold frame it's a half height <laughs> thing that goes goes up against a wall i can't get in well it. we want i want a picture of it so i can put it on the facebook site so you well know. you i'll i'll um, thank I've got you. pictures of it in progress so when it's finished all right lovely gorgeous, i'll thank let people you have it yeah yeah Good. Right. Well, we should get on. We should. we should get on because you've got to have your dinner, and you know, hey, I have, I have, I have two large pieces of pork waiting for me. Do you? Lucky you. Oh. Right now, feedback from Clive. He says this: Dear Joe and Nick, in episode 129, Nick asked the question, "How will COVID-19 change the church?" He says, "This is something I've been thinking about recently." Over the past six months, I've heard churches saying that things won't and can't go back to normal and that this pandemic will change the way we do church. But my gut feeling is that it won't. 
It may in the short term, and we may continue to put things as well as do our normal services, but that could be the extent of the change. People have realised over this time that they can listen to whatever worship and talks they want from anywhere in the world, so why on earth would they need to go to their local church? Also, while things like sung worship and sermons point to God, I do think they've almost become idols. I'm not saying we should stop them altogether, but what if we made church a place where people could come along and belong without expecting them to sit through a long talk or songs? So what is it that the local church can offer that people can't get online? Community, of course. People are talking a lot about doing a new thing, but what if we did an old thing and formed communities where we looked <laughs> out for each other a bit more and intentionally looked for opportunities to fight injustice and look after people? He says, my feeling is that many of us want to do this and see the Bible that God wants us to do it. Uh, sorry, but see from the Bible that God wants us to do it. But it's too hard because we've become so isolated and individualistic over time. If that became what we did as a church, it would be so much easier to do. It would also make all those people who think that Christians are a bunch of judgmental hypocrites stop and take notice, which hopefully in itself would point to Jesus. Anyway, I don't think this will happen. I think it will carry on, which I think is a real shame. We've been stopped <laughs> in our tracks and it's a great opportunity to reevaluate. But change is difficult and most people don't like it. Thanks for the show, blah, blah, blah. So there's some stuff from Clive and thank you, Clive. Uh, yeah, I like that. I think it's true. Uh, any change that's, that will come will be, you know, tiny and incremental. But that's the way the church has always changed. That's nothing new. Yeah, you know, sure. The church just suddenly hasn't had a radical thing. I do like the idea about getting back to sort of basics. People, are, you know, that behold, you said people are talking a lot about doing a new thing kind of thing. Mm. You know, maybe God is saying, you know, behold, I am doing a quite old thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some, you know, because I don't think actually some of the church shouldn't change in the sense of what it's always been about is, you know, 2000 years of community of, you know, people sort of seeking after God. Yeah, 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 yeah. The church should keep some stuff. I mean, dishing out the sacrament and all that stuff, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. But I mean, I, th I think it's true that there is an openness now, perhaps, to look at models of church just for this window. Mm. There might be a chance to look at models of church that are different and people mm. might embrace that. Yeah. But who, know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Thank you, Clive. Yes, thank you very much. And then Jill. <laughs> Jill said this. She said, another brilliant podcast. Thanks. But I don't think she was talking about our podcast then. It was probably... You know, no, no, she's just found a random one. <laughs> exactly. But then she says, just a thought on eating mushrooms slash fungi. She said, you asked if you could eat the red ones with white spots. And she <laughs> says, they are fly agaric and then mm. amanita muscaria the uber shroom is this that in the arctic where there is a history of intentional fly agaric use people wait to find a reindeer intoxicated on the mushrooms then collect and drink its urine to get high <laughs> she says how else does father christmas get around on christmas eve maybe this should be part of the winter wellness plan <laughs> well uh, curiously enough <laughs> this is part of my book. On page six, in fact, of my book, is I that refer right? to this. Yeah, because there's a theory in 1967 done by a guy called R. Gordon Wasson, who was an amateur scholar, yeah. who claimed that the origin of Father Christmas was shamanistic reindeer herders of Siberia, uh, <laughs> who who he claimed ingested the the Amanita muscaria, the, the mm. fly agaric mushroom. 
in their ceremonies. And then everybody sort of piled, everybody saw this and thought, oh, reindeer, shamans, and, and, and mm. you know, the shamans wear red and white and therefore must be the origin of Father Christmas. It come from the north, you see. Okay. It's utter nonsense for starters. <laughs> the idea that Father Christmas comes from the north was invented in America in the 1800s and mid 1800s. The shamans don't wear red and white um, and, uh, and they don't travel by sleigh. Um, I mean, literally, the only connection between the two things is just um, reindeer, the word reindeer. That's it, all it is. <laughs> but I didn't. But I didn't know about the drinking the urine. If I'd known that, that would definitely have made it in the book. I'm a bit gutted. Well, about there that. we are. You should consult listeners about you know future books. There's the lesson. Yeah, but I'm not sure I would have got that kind of level of. You wouldn't detail. have got to who drinking reindeer urine. Flyer garlic <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> anyway, it becomes kind of running joke in the book, the high reindeer. So anyway, great. Well, thank you, Jill. Listen, thanks, Jill. That was terrific, and. Um, and you've already had a little snippet into Nick's book, listeners. Yes. So there we are. Yes. Which there it is. presumably, when's, when's the coming out date? Uh, Didn't put that very well, <laughs> when did I? When, am I, <laughs> when are you when coming, coming out? out? When am I coming out? My book is coming out, uh, I think it's 29th of October. I think it's the end of October. Okay. So we'll do an episode on it in a couple of weeks' time, maybe, or something yeah. like that. Good. Well, um, I look forward to it already. How about we delay it a week and you send me a promotional copy and I actually get to read the book before we talk about it? Just a thought. Well, I'll, um, I'll, I'll have my people. Listeners, really. I shouldn't even people. have to do this, should I? <laughs> no, I do give you, I do generally give you my books. Well, to not read, always. To, to, I, I think no, I always that's, give you my books. No, you to, don't. You don't. I have to buy them. No, some of the ones I don't give you are the ones where there's less opportunity for colouring in. Yes. But where um, I think, no, this has got pictures, <laughs> this is a Joe book, then I, g- exactly. I give it to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, listen, it's our fault. We shouldn't argue because no. it's our birthday. <laughs> you shouldn't bicker on our birthday, no. <laughs> we should not bicker on our birthday. It is our fourth anniversary, four years ago. Yes. Uh, we, on the 14th, I think, of October... Uh, 2016 was the first episode of this esteemed podcast mm. and um, so we thought we ought to sort of not sort of just pass this by so we're going to talk a little bit about about what the aim of the podcast is still and, and how our feelings have changed I mean mm. to be honest we often do this on the anniversaries but it's always mm. a chance to kind of um, yeah. catch up but what we did different this time was that both Joe and I have listened back to the first episode how painful was that which I haven't listened to since it went out. Have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Um, yeah. Thoughts? I have many thoughts. <laughs> Go on then. What an annoying voice I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you think everybody, everybody hates changed, their voice. Yeah. And mine, mine is a bit hoarse at the moment, so it's a bit weird. But anyway, um, yeah. No, I, I have quite a, quite a lot of thoughts on it. Um I think uh, I think it was very earnest, wasn't it? I mean, I, there's def- there's definitely a very clear sense of what I wanted to say. Well, I inter- I more or less interviewed you in it as well, which yeah. I, a, a mistake I didn't <laughs> make again. I'll be honest. I know you seem to have found your voice now. I noticed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think we had an idea that it would, or perhaps I had an idea that it would be a bit more serious mm. than it was, and then. I found it, I thought it weird to to think about all that's to come in it. You know, Ethel yes. and and Bongos and <laughs> yeah. 
and and you know all the and and huge amounts of innuendo. It was yes. wasn't enough innuendo in the first one, I didn't think. But <laughs> no, later on, we went true. we really went to master that. I think <laughs> yeah, so. That was it. Good. <laughs> it was quite funny, wasn't it? It was quite serious. I mean, that it was, was my yeah yeah. I mean, there were there were a few moments where the you know there were the, the hints of what were to come, but uh, yeah, there was no doubt yeah. that we were quite. Ernest, and I think back then we had a very clear idea of what we wanted to say in the coming shows and everything. Wanted to talk about stages of faith. Wanted to talk about yes, narratives yes. of God. Wanted to do all that. And uh, yeah, I think well, we didn't realise we were going to be four years no, doing it. You know, we didn't realise that it was going to be one hundred and thirty whatever episodes yeah. in. You know, so I think we did have a, a, a an idea that it would it would be mm. about 10 episodes at most mm. and yeah. uh, you know we'd be done and we'd have said what we wanted to say really and about 17 people and would I blame to the listeners for that because as we all know this should have been cold years ago I mean this is going back yes. to my Baptist roots don't don't kill something 20 years ago when you can keep it going on <laughs> spluttering along for another 90 yes. <laughs> this is true in a very real sense listeners it's your own time you're wasting it's exactly right so that was good. So what what would you say to yourself four years ago? Well, you know, I, I wasn't embarrassed in the sense of the content. At all. I mean, I think I think that stuff about stages of faith is as relevant as it ever was. Mm, I think yeah. I think I'd probably say don't, you know, don't sweat it and don't worry about yeah. it and and be a bit more relaxed because these things take a long time to happen. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, I think I'd say uh, work on your openings because that first <laughs> opening was terrible. <laughs> what? And I'm glad I'm glad to say I've mastered that. Yeah, since, four obviously. years of shoddy openings to the show. Now, to be fair, it's been a kind of bell curve because I think the openings got yeah. quite good, and I think over recent months they've got shambolic, and yeah. now it's kind of uh, signature. Um, yeah, I would say I I think I would say to myself this is actually going to be slightly more important and meaningful for you than you think. Yes, you know, yeah. I didn't realise then. I don't think what it was going to be. Um, that, that first podcast about stages of faith. So you wouldn't really mm. change anything. Is there anything you no, no, want to say? Anything uh, now? I would. I think I'd say because you you throw stuff out and you worry, and I think I'd say, don't worry. You know, this isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea, but there's going to be mm. a handful of people who are really going to like this stuff. So you know, invest in them and. And help them and, you know, encourage them and all the rest of it. So I think knowing that might have made me a little bit less anxious about it. Mm, and it has mm. been remarkable, you know, sort of the emails we get into the show. And also, you know, now the chance, well, until recently, you know, to meet with people is just brilliant. And for me, sort of having stepped outside the church and not really had that community, albeit I have the community of Soul Place, which is wonderful, but is limited to the size of my dining room table, and very intentionally so. It is, it's lovely to feel, for me now, to feel a part of a bigger thing, a wider thing that is not only national, but slightly international as well. Well, Luxembourg, need I say anything? Well, you know, let's let's not blow our own horn too much, but, you yeah, know, well, we... If we don't do it, who is? <laughs> well, it's a clever trick if you can do it. Um, I feel far more um, settled, I think is the word. Hmm. I think I feel more post-mid-faith crisis. So I think one of, the, one of the things at first is you think, are you the only one? And then you get into sort of, 
not arguments necessarily, but quite often disagreements with people. And you sort of, you feel you want people to validate you. You know, I've got real mm. questions and doubts. And so maybe you talk about those questions and doubts. And some people are really good at that and they handle it and they go, that's okay. This is all part of faith. And others, you know, make you feel like you're backsliding. I like the jokes about backsliding in the first episode, by good. the way. Yeah, that yeah. was very funny. It was like an Olympic sport. And there's Nick, he's backsliding. It's like that sort of bobsleigh thing or whatever. Yeah, what exactly. that, what's that one where they go down the, on, the on ice a like, on a tea tray? Yeah, yeah. I know. Is it the luge? <laughs> Something like anyway, that. Yeah. yeah, there should be a national backsliding cha- <laughs> uh, championships, I feel. So so I think I think I feel more I feel genuinely I think again, because of listeners' comments and I just feel more relaxed to be me. I mean, this is who I am and this is what I think about God. It doesn't matter to me anything like as much that um, what other people think. Mm. I think that's I think that's been the joy of doing this and discovering a whole community of people who feel the same way. Mm. So I don't feel I've got to prove myself or, you know, follow the party line or defend what I think. I know what I think. And I Mm. think, you know, this is. This is where I'm at and it's okay. And if you're in a different place, that's okay. And we've always tried to be positive, but we never wanted to be that podcast that, you know, dissed the church and because a no. lot of our friends are ministers. The last yeah. thing they need is their mates dissing it. They, you know, I want to encourage ministers and those that are still in the church. But equally, I want to say to those who've left the church and everything, look, don't. it's not over, this journey. In fact, we've only just begun. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. Really hoped you were going to burst into song. Then. <laughs> I but thought about it. <laughs> it's a strange why I'm also glad you didn't. What about you? Well, I think I've lost the mid faith, yeah. but kept the crisis. <laughs> I think that's probably how it is. I think that's not the way round you really wanted it, is it? <laughs> no, I, I mean, in the sense that I don't think I don't find any issue with my faith at all, really now that's not Mm. what i but i do think the ongoing process of asking questions and making decision crisis comes from crinane it's decision point you know that there's Mm. it's a process that keeps going on and on and on and that doesn't change so i Mm. think like you i found a solid place to stand my faith is probably stronger i think Mm. than it than it was back then in a way um but it's diff but it's it's standing on a slightly different place but it's still solid but i think that that solidity that 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 standing point allows you to to engage with questions that i probably didn't think at that point that i was i was going to engage with in in the way that i have really uh so i think it's been a lot more interesting a lot more exciting than i thought i think it's been um a process it's it's part of a process that i think has been going on a long time in my life really 10 years and and so you know that i don't see that changing actually yeah um and I, the other thing that I, you say about ministers, well, I maybe I'm wrong about this, but I certainly get the sense that more churches are opening up to this happening within their their ranks. Yeah. And it, 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 it may be because I do the show that I have those kind of conversations with ministers. I was asked, in fact, by a, a vicar near where I live mm. to, to run a mid-faith crisis group for people in his church. Because you know, he'd recognised that there were lots of people with yeah. questions. And in fact, we I know that there are lots of clergy who listen mm. to this podcast. Mm. Um, so I think I, I maybe it, maybe it's just because we're more identifiable, so people do talk to us about mm. it, but maybe it's 
there is a sense of understanding that people have questions and they need to talk about things. Well, I hope you know. you're right about that. That's good. I mean, you'd probably be in a better decision uh, position to to know that than me. But yeah, I hope you're right about that. Well, I think it's just yeah. Maybe I'm fooling myself. Maybe it's not very much. But I do think that genuinely there are more. Um, there's, a, there's a bit more openness to it, and I think um, you're seeing that also in my other part of the world, which is the publishing world. You know that that there's mm. there's there's books, a lot of stuff coming out for like the classic sort of evangelical market, as it were. Mm. But that actually yeah. really was saying things that you wouldn't say ten years ago. Yeah, you know, of which your book is a part. I think. I think you know the badly behaved Bible. Exactly. Mm. Well, that's a, that's a great example because mm. I wouldn't have written that book in that way four years ago. Mm. I wouldn't have written it, you know, the, it, like as it is, because I think the podcast gives you, like you say, the, mm. it gives you kind of the the, the confidence, perhaps, mm. to say, well, mm. you know, I'm just going to be honest about it now. This yeah. is what I think, really. Yeah. And, and, and like you, I think I feel far more far more certain in a way of my faith in the divine i read you because i think you go through that phase do you think how can i believe in a god of love and yet these children die and mm. you know mm. it's a kind of you know and you know god gives this person a parking space and you know we've explored these sort of things on the podcast but now i see you know god as in everything um I, you know, that that question isn't so much of a problem, the life no. and death question and the suffering question. It's like, yeah, 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 there's suffering in life. Yeah, this this doesn't alter the status of the love of God in any way um, for me. It just changes the way I've eventually thought about the divine and who the divine is and, and what the divine is. So mm. that's OK. Yeah. So I thought, actually, one of the things we could do in this podcast is a kind of almost like a new listeners start here. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, they might listen to the first one. And, you know, <laughs> I think we want to avoid that. We didn't hit our stride until, oof, I don't know. 130. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say 128. <laughs> yeah. But um, things... Mm. Things you would want to say to new listeners, people who find them... I mean, we characterised it, I think, very mm. well in the first one, actually. We mm. characterised it at this moment where you look around yourself in church and you say, yeah. is this it? Yeah. Is this, you know... And everything yeah. seems to be falling apart. Everything yeah. seems to be liquefying. Everything's breaking down. And what would we want to be saying to new listeners who feel like their their faith yeah. is in crisis at this yeah. point? And, I mean, I would say... The first thing I'd want to say to them is there is nothing wrong... Yeah, that this actually you're not in a pit of despair. You're in a sacred place. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and it's a real opportunity for you, you to meet God mm. in a new way. And and um, yeah, that, that that's what I I sort of kick mm. off with. I think. Oh yeah, um, as Saint Bob says, don't worry about a thing because every little thing it's going to be all right. <laughs> it's it's a very song filled this one, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. No, uh, you you are not going mad. You are not bad. There is nothing wrong with you. All you're doing is questioning. And that's a really healthy thing and a really good thing. So, yeah. you know, if you're struggling with church or faith or the doctrine or the, the thing you inherited from your parents or church as a child and it doesn't make sense to you, do not worry. That's That's great that you've reached that stage where you can question it now. 
good things are coming. Hmm. And the second thing I thought was that actually um, this process is not a one-off either. It's like no, right. it's not. It, this is this is something that may well happen. It circles over around. and over again. It circles around, mm. which is like, again the the thing you say in stages of faith yeah. that it's it's a movement yeah. that keeps going, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. And what you tend to find is just like with human beings, you know, you some people I always I look at them and I think, wow, you're so mature, you know, like you're the leader of America. And then in other ways, you're very immature. And I think, <laughs> but, I, but without pointing the finger at anyone, it's true of all of us. We're really mature in some ways. And, you know, and often because we've had to become mature because, you know, something terrible has happened in our lives and we've had to grow and we've had to grow pretty quick. But in other ways, we can be very immature. And I think with, when you apply that sort of thinking to faith, you know, you're going to surge ahead in some ways and you're going to retreat back in other ways and in other areas of your life. And, you know, there's family dynamics, there's church dynamics, there's who you are with your mates who aren't Christians. There's, you know, there's a whole sort of diverse mess and sometimes it can feel all very uh, disparate and separated. But actually, I think as you spiral around this more and more, those things become a lot more integrated. And I think the thing is, if you're going to do the work with this, if if, if you're going to as we all urge people to hang on in there and not just to throw it all away, yeah. but, but keep on in there, then I, I, I think often in, in the mid-faith crisis is a, is a time when you you question things very deeply, you question yourself, mm. you look at yourself very honestly, you look at your faith very mm. honestly. Once you've done that, it never stops. No. You know, once, no, it might it. be the first time that a lot of people come to do that, just as in, in uh, midlife, you know, this mm. is the first time people ask, is this it? Once you've once you've asked that question, it it never stops. You the the, the floodgates are open. You're going to keep doing that. So yeah. I think once I was able to take a real honest look at my life and my faith, mm. you know, as I said way back when, um, I don't think that honesty has gone away. I keep mm. looking at it and I keep finding ways to 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 look at myself and to and not in a bad way. I think you know, but. but um, you know, just to keep keep that that process is yeah. is not a one off. It keeps going around, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And the third thing I'd put down is that. Well, I think I could combine this actually because I put a few thoughts down. But faith mm. is about so much more than church. Yeah. What do you What do you mean by that? Well, our lives become very church centred at some points of our lives, mm. and I think this is often the way. Now, as we say, one of the key messages is. Uh, and this is why I want to put it together with another one. Is we've got to stay positive about church. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know um, that church is is uh, really important, and by church, but it could mean anything. That it could mean, a, but a community of believers mm. is really, really important mm. in a life. But I think one of the things that happens is people get fed up with church. That's that is one of the things that happens in mid mm. mid faith crisis. Yes. Absolutely. That, and and you talk about it in the first episode because you know the stages of faith. One of the stages mm. of faith is you become a leader in your church. You know that's mm. you, yeah, you take exactly. on. Yeah, you become the the first banjo player in the mm. in the worship band, and mm. you know all this kind of stuff. And and you're really important. And 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 you give a lot to it. And then mm. at some point you look around and go, hang on a minute, how mm. old? Hold on. I've done this a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. So I think mm. church is always caught in that sense because church is is becomes the most visible sign 
of other stuff that's going on with your faith. And really. I, I do think, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about this again many times, you know, the, the journey of faith is like that child development model. And I think, you know, the teenager, you know, classically saying to their parents, I hate you. Yes. You know, and it's, they're pushing against, they're pushing against because they need to find themselves and their own voice and everything. But actually, if it goes well and follows the normal course of things, they come back to a whole new appreciation of their parents and who they are, a mature mm. appreciation. And I think the same is true for us. I think, of course, we're going to kick and, you know, church is rubbish and, you know, that sort of thing. But I hope the mature place we end up is with a real profound respect for church whether we go to one or not in the traditional sense of the word yes uh, yeah. we're certainly always going to want community around us but whether whether that's an institutional church or whether that's something you formed yourself uh, that's that's by the by but yeah yeah i think there's 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 no need to keep going through life going i hate my parents i hate my parents i hate my parents and there's no need to go through life going i hate the church i hate the ch you know you you want to let go of that and say well get a you know what do you stand for? What do yeah. you love? Who are you? You know, mm. so, yeah. Mm. Which leads on rather nicely to point number four, may I say. Exactly. And a point number four is the most important point, I think, that I would want to say yeah. to any any person going through a mid-faith crisis right now, anybody who's come to this who's yeah. starting right now. And I would say the point number four is God really loves you. Mm. Um, and that is the fundamental change that you need to to. to grasp hold of it if your view of god is wrong to start with if you've got a view, a view mm. of god as some as, as 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 god being not love yeah then punitive yeah. yeah you're in a problem straight away so you know we mm. need to we need to change our our images of god this is something you've always talked about yeah i do and also what i've realized as a as a preacher not that i i don't think i can really call myself a preacher anymore but no amount of me preaching to at people how much God loves them actually convinces them at the deepest level of their being. Yeah. That has yeah. to be a journey you discover for yourself. Mm. You, no one else can do that for you. I can tell you mm. God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. And you may agree to it intellectually at some level, but sooner or later you have to have some sort of experience of that love. You have to have something that you can really hang it all on. And I think because God loves you, you'll get that, actually. But it will be how you least expect it, I dare say. I think that's, that's really important. Mm. But, you know, I was thinking the other day, you know, the, the, the last part of any sort of um, uh, stages of faith, and, you know, some people have three and some have six and some have nine and, you know, however, however you slice this cake and however many stages of faith there are, generally the end is abiding in Christ or abiding in God or whatever mm. you want to call it. And I was... I was in the woods um, and I was thinking, I was thinking as I was just looking with wonder at, at the things that were around me, I think, I always thought abiding in Christ meant you went around with a big smile on your face the whole time. You had this lovely gooey feeling of God's love, like the things you have like perhaps three or four times in your lifetime, you now have permanently. Yeah. And yeah. I was thinking, I, I'm not sure that's what abiding in God means, because I, I will never doubt the existence of the divine. I, that's a bold statement, I know, but I just don't see how that can happen with the understanding I have of the divine now. So maybe I am abiding. I mean, I don't always feel happy and I get grumpy and, you know, I take my eye off the ball constantly. 
But for me to know that I am swimming in a sea of God the whole time, every breath a gift, every breath the divine breath, I think, well, maybe I am abiding. Edit mm. that bit out because it probably sounded like rubbish to people. No, but so I did, it was, no, it, it it does, was great. It's, it's, it's... And that, that's what I'm, I'm reading. I'm re it's funny talking about looking back. I'm uh, reading a book by Thomas Merton at the moment on contemplative prayer. Mm. And it's a book I first read... The only other time I've read it was in 1986. Okay. Uh, and and so I'm, it's all I'm looking at all the notes and the underlines that I did in 1986, and I'm reading. Mm. You know, it's like having a conversation right. with your younger self. But one of the great things about about that book, he he says that prayer is not really about finding God. It's about resting in Him. You know, yeah, He who good. loves us, who's near to us the whole time so you don't you, yeah, you know you don't it. find him because he's there yeah uh it, it's just an awareness i think so yeah i think that's really close to what you were mm. what you were saying really great anyway listen we we should uh i need to go on holiday yes go on holiday go to germany see if we care see your daughter give her my love Okay, I will. I'll do it all in that order. I'll, Thank you. I'll go on holiday, go to Germany, see if you care, and give my daughter your love. <laughs> Thank you. Good, great. <laughs> Glad we got that sorted. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to all you who've been with us for the past four years. Yeah, yeah, thank you so that, much. That's amazing. I know some of you have listened to the whole lot. Which <laughs> you deserve a medal. Really? You deserve something. Like <laughs> yeah. a tr treatment of some kind. Uh, and, but thank you equally for those of you just joining for the first time. Hope you found it useful and interesting. Um, glad to have you along. Bless you. The last should be first, the first should be last, and all that malarkey. Um, <laughs> I don't know who invented that, but it's good. Thank yeah. you to everyone who supports the podcast. That's been uh, brilliant. And thank you to everyone who writes in. Oh, especially you. Thank you so much, everyone. Really do appreciate it. And also, do feel free to let us know, you know what else you'd like to see us doing. We're obviously going to do a week at Lee Abbey, but we have, we have talked and vaguely mentioned before things like more... Uh, zoom live events and things like yeah. that so if there are things you would like for us to do please send in your emails to joe at midfaithcrisis.org love to hear from you on that uh yeah brilliant and of course as we said earlier in the podcast one of the great things about this is it feels mm. a bit it feels like a community yeah now. It, does. it feels like a, a, yeah. a group of friends in in the pursuit of god mm. and uh so you know thank you for being part of that and yes. we'll be back next week we will well put thank you see you soon bye <laughs>